0: something I have a dream yeah. the baby. Americans Maybe are dreamers sing, too hallelujah. And I want us sing. sing along oh, Now Shelly song. Winter yeah, yeah. Lift every voice and sing. So I have on the phone with us a guy we've been trying to get for a little while his name is, uh, the author is Riley Perez, but his full name is Darnell Riley Perez. His book is What is Real? The Life and Crimes of Darnell Riley. Uh, Mr. Mister Riley, do I call you Mr. Riley or Mr. Perez?
1: Uh, either one works.
0: Okay, Mr. Perez, uh, welcome to Shelly Winter Show. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I want to ask you first, how did you get, how did you get caught, now nah, I don't want to say caught up, but how did you become involved with the mob, with the the mafia.
1: Uh, well, you know, it's it's family business, right? Right. <laughs> it's always considered family business, and I started off early, uh, working for a bookie out here in L.A. And that bookie was tied in with Italian guys and bookie loan sharking, and you know, you work your way up. You know, you can work yourself. Through all sorts of situations uh, for the good or for the bad, and if you're successful enough, even in the bad, you know, eventually you could end up in prison
0: <laughs> if you're good enough. Gotcha, right. that, that's a very good way of putting it. So, you met this guy as a young kid, and so later on in life, and now how did you, you know, because I'm looking at your picture on a book, and you know, you, you look you're African American, so I, when you say it's a family business, you're not Italian, are you?
1: No, no, he wasn't an Italian. He wasn't. Either. He was Jewish. He was Jew. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's as, part
0: of the Jewish mob.
1: Well, he had associations with with the Italians from long standing. Just you know, bookmaking, long sharking. Gotcha. And I'm Jewish as well, and that's how that's that how started okay. with him. And you know, anytime you can find a way to make a, an extra buck, you know, you could team up with anyone.
0: Absolutely. And I, I, I want to take a real uh, digress here for 10 seconds and thank my uh, my uh, traffic guy, door to door traffic zone, Matthew Door, for getting this interview with you. So I thank you, Matthew. Um, now, what was your criminal act that got you put in jail?
1: Uh, initially, I was arrested for the kidnap extortion of Joe Francis, uh, a crime that had to, an, originally happened in 2004, but I was a, arrested in
0: 2005. Now, Joe Francis, uh, tell 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 my listeners who that is. For those that don't remember who he is, he's famous at the time. But tell our listeners who that is.
1: Uh, he started the the Girls Going Wild video series, you know, all throughout the early two thousands. You know, plastered all throughout late late night television, uh, small towns, Panama Beach, Florida, Cancun, Mexico, where you, you know get find young girls that were all liquored up and you know get them to show their their brass for a trucker hat. Right. <laughs> and he made money off of it, yeah.
0: And they made money off of it. Um so that as disgusting as that was, I am familiar with the girls going wild videos cuz they the commercials aired late at night and at that time before porn was so ubiquitous, we could uh that was kind of porn for a lot of us watching those commercials. What made you want to kidnap and extort him though?
1: Um uh, so I had known him for for quite some time, being in the L.A., you know, nightlife scene. You know, you come across all sorts of folks, and he he was around, so he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a stranger to the nightlife scene that I had come up in, and we had many mutual friends. Uh, I had been to his place party, you know, in the clubs a thousand times with him, but the word I got, uh, I got called to a meeting, and I was told that... uh, There was a girl who was down in Mexico with him partying. Her and her friends were down there separately, but they wind up running into him. This is in late 2003. And she, you know, voluntarily went back to his hotel and partied with him. And the next morning she woke up, she knew she was no longer a virgin. Hmm. So her her dad was connected with the guys that I associated
0: with. Okay, so her dad was connected with them. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, and well, well, but before you go any further, when you say connected to, does that mean they were soldiers? They were part of the mafia, or are they just business associates? Like connected to, does it? What does that exactly mean in 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 I guess mafia parlance? <laughs> uh,
1: business association of some kind.
0: Okay, I've cons- okay. Uh, I didn't
1: <laughs> know the guy. I didn't. I've never met her. Gotcha. Um, so whatever the connection, the guys that I you know, go meet with, give me the rundown of what happened and, and their preference. I mean, they could have easily sent a hit squad to get rid of him. Right. Uh, that would have been the easy part, but they actually just wanted him to be embarrassed and they wanted him to be in fear every time that he goes to open his door, that he's asked to think about what might be on the other other side of the wall. So that's when I came up with a an ingenious plan that eventually you know was read about in the police report.
0: And and and, and so your ge- ingenious plan, plan was to was to um uh kidnap and extort money from Joe Francis?
1: No, the real the real plan which is what I did was to grab him once he comes home and to videotape him.
0: Uh, videotape him doing what?
1: videotape him in the same fashion that he has the girls on the videos uh, perform you know so like taking
0: off clothes and stuff like that
1: right, right right so the the point with that being that you know he'd be embarrassed because you know the video would live on in, in the circles of of associations that that he had and he you know be none the wiser of where it came from and you know he couldn't and this is pre YouTube. This is, you know, of course. in the era of, you know, certain circles where you could have conversations privately. And, you know, it, to him, it it may not have been a major embarrassment, but, uh, there was once in, in Russia, uh, this is in September, uh, eight months post the crime and he was there partying oh. and he went off on one of the girls in the brothel thinking, uh, you know, he's the big-time guy with the cash, and he tells the brothel guy who's running the place, you know, you don't know who I am. And they say, yeah, we know who you are. We saw the video. So, you know, in that regards, it, it served its purpose because here he is clear across the world. And, and someone you know, saw his video. It's already been seen, yeah. So,
0: you're, so the video that you made to extort him, that actually got out.
1: Well, got out in, in in private circles. In
0: private circles. Right. Understood. Okay, okay. Now, what, going to jail. So you served 10 years for this specific crime? Nine uh, years. Nine years.
1: My nine sentence years.
0: was 10 years. Yes. Gotcha. Um, well, we're glad you're out and you were able to write this book. So now you're in jail now. Who were some of your famous uh, people that you in jail with? Like, were you infamous with famous people or was it just regular run-of-the-mill crimeys? Um,
1: well, in, once I was... Once I had taken the plea bargain and I was transferred over to the Department of Corrections, uh, this is after a year of being incarcerated in the county jail, dealing with the the potential of a trial. Gotcha. Um, I go off to the Department of Corrections, and one of the first guys that I see in in the lockup unit that I was assigned to was Charlie Manson. Um,
0: Serial killer.
1: Yeah, quite the character. Yeah, did uh, that
0: scare you though? That did that, did scare, that you scare you? That you coming you from, from county?
1: county? No, I mean, by the time you're in the system, you've seen it all. Uh, it's just another layer of it. You know, you're at another layer of it at a different place. Same bricks, so, same same barbed wire. That you know, covers
0: everything. Because I would think, if I mean, if I was going to jail for eight or nine years, and Charlie Manson was in my cell block, that would give me a different fear than say a Crip or a Blood or, you know, the the Mexican gangs. You know, I mean, I just, I don't know. it it give me a little creeped out feeling more than I would already have going in there. Because you don't strike me as a guy that looked like, you don't look like a guy that thought at some point early in his life that he was going to jail at every point, at any point in his life for nine years.
1: Yeah, well, that that always was at the forefront. Or at least you try to push it to the back of your mind anytime you're involved in crime, at least for me. I mean, I, I know that was a... Uh, a, a logical next step if I was caught. So, you know, you, you want to make all the mental preparations you can if that happens, as well as financial and, you know, get your stuff in order if, if you are a proper criminal. And every day of my life was lived in some fashion in crime. Either I was in the the preparation stage of it, the execution or the covering up. So,
0: okay. you, know, so I you completely were,
1: understood that Gotcha. That
0: this was a possibility. Gotcha. So you, you were no Boy Scout, to say the least. Not at all. Not at no. all. No. Okay. <laughs> so did you have any talk, inter, any interaction, excuse me, did you have any interactions on a personal level with Charles Manson?
1: Yeah. Um, the unit I was assigned to initially is where he had spent Pretty much the last 30 years of his sentence in Corcoran Prison, it's a unit called the Protective Housing Unit. So it's separate from the SHU program um, where guys like that who have high-profile cases who necessarily the institution may not want you walking the main line because someone can look at you as a trophy kill. So, I was placed there because my case was all over the news, and um after a while, I was able to get out of there because i didn't I didn't request the protection, so I was able to go to the main line so my first interaction with Charlie that I talk about in the book is uh him walking the hallways, and you know me hearing him playing different tunes uh that unit
0: and who playing different tunes? I'm sorry, I missed that last one Charlie he's Charlie.
1: playing what, different tunes. What kind of
0: music does Charlie Manson listen to
1: <laughs> well. He he has his guitar and he was a, a decent enough um, you know guitarist. So when you
0: say playing different tunes, you mean on his on his own? Right. Okay. Okay. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he well he's not, no longer on this earth, but he uh, he's a little scrawny dude, you know. Right. He's like like a little wet cat, so there wasn't anything intimidating about him. Um, my initial conversation with the guy, he was just. Pleasantries you exchange with someone who's on the other side of the, the 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 gate, you know. Right. So he he was not an intimidating looking guy. No, nah, he wasn't menacing. He just looked like an an old scraggly guy you'd see outside the liquor
0: store. You know. Wow. Yeah. Did, did you ever ask him how he was able to convince those people to carry out the crimes that they did? Uh,
1: no, but I, I did see how how he could be how he thought he was still seductive in in conversation, Okay, uh, in that, you know, he, he brought me over a care package. You know, I'm a new guy in the unit. I haven't been able to come out and be amongst anyone. Uh, I'm fresh to prison. And, you know, him dropping off a care package, which I didn't ask for, uh, the female officer who was assigned to that block, you know, allowed me to get the packet, you know. But he then follows that up a day later with some question that was just out of left field you know his question was where's my duck you know it, it had nothing to do with anything that was going on in our in our current world and i think that's his way of like throwing you
0: off Right, well, making that, well, you, yeah. making you, making you think about what he said. Something ridiculous that he made. That he's going to make you think about all day long. There are a right. lot of people like that. I, 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 I think I, I've known many of people like that. They just they get off on that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, in your book, you talk about a female corrections officer briefly made it made you a, a, a personal sex performer. Well, what what did she make you do?
1: <laughs> well, she didn't make me do anything. You know, okay, I was, I was a volunteer, but. Uh, you know, in the letter of the law, uh, an inmate can't give um, a consent. Um, but it was in that unit that, you know, I'm fresh in the institution, and you can imagine, after having been tossed into jail and, you know, all forms of, of normal interaction are gone, uh, for an entire year, I mean, all visits are behind a glass. So this is going into prison is going to be the first time I can actually have interaction where with a visitor where you could shake a hand or hug someone. So, going into the uh, the prison system, actually, you know, my first night there, uh, she's the the officer had already made it known that, you know, she's okay with with you uh performing for her, you know, masturbating or whatever. So, that was the the extent of the interaction, you know. Wow. yeah well she she clearly you know looked at her job as a public service in many
0: ways (laughs) uh i've got to go i got to go i want to ask you one last question the mob guy and his daughter did they ever thank you did you i mean whatever happened to the daughter like in the the, who is the center of all of this who you know got this started and also real quickly what happened to joe francis
1: uh the daughter uh you know went on with her life as as much as I can imagine, um, the family. Yeah, I mean, I've been rewarded in many ways as far as uh, as far as that world would allow.
0: Right. Considering okay.
1: that I went away, um, you know, there's not much in in the way of luxury that you can have in prison. So right, right. <laughs> uh, as far as Joe Francis, uh, the last that I've heard is that he's that, that still down in Mexico. He has uh, all sorts of bankruptcy. Uh, judgments against him and, you know, what what does his life look like? I just saw last season on on the Kardashian reality show he was profiled on there when Kim Kardashian went down to his Mexican villa. So he seems to still be enjoying the sun.
0: Gotcha. Well, Riley Perez, the book is called What is Real? The Life and Crimes of uh, Darnell Riley Perez wish you God's blessing uh, sirs please stay out of trouble um, and I hope you can I hope as you're doing trying to use this book uh, to go around and let people know that uh, uh, crime does cost and it does it does it does pay to stay away from it and I appreciate you. that uh, you doing that and God bless you and good luck to you sir thank you thank you.